Week two of preseason is closing out, heading into week three of our preseason, going this much closer to opening day. Guys, we are almost there. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright and CJ Medeiros. We'll be talking about Tom Brady's banged up uh, return to a banged up Buccaneers team. We'll also be addressing... Baker Mayfield being named the week one starter, among other things, and joining us to help with all of these, Brady Quoto. He is the host of the Sports Saga podcast. Man, we've been trying to get you on for a very long time. Welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you. All right. So I apologize. Kudo. It's Kudo. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. Oh, my God. I get it all the time. So, um, yeah. I co-host the Sports Saga podcast um, with um, Keegan Hamlet and Tyler Sumner, some de- um, other Dean Bulldogs as well. Um, and when I'm not in the podcast studio or not conjuring some crazy idea, I'm at the Action Track of the East. I'm at Seacock Speedway every Friday night doing some announcing over there. So, um, you know, something I've wanted to do for a very long time. I've been very blessed and very fortunate. Um, really since 2019, when I started, um, I was at Case High School for a little bit. I was doing some athletics over there and uh, with um, the Swansea Cable Network. Uh, yeah, now it's the Swansea Community Network was cable access when I was there. Um, unfortunately, we kind of got forced out, and that led me to the Speedway. That led me to starting the podcast. Um, yeah, and um, now my latest endeavor is uh, – guest hosting the Fumble Ruski podcast. So thank you guys again for having me on, and I'm looking forward to a great episode. That's right, man. Happy to have you, and it is indeed going to be a great episode. And we're going to lead off with Baker Mayfield being named the week one starter by the Panthers. And we talk, I talked to you guys a little bit about this off air, but this coming practic- basically a week after Deshaun Watson's suspension was extended to 11 games and on week one Baker Mayfield and the Panthers are going to be playing the Browns so what do you guys think of this I'll start with you Brady do things get dicey here what do you think well first and foremost they made the right decision I just want to put that out there I think it should it should have been an okay it shouldn't have been an open competition it should have been a no contest Mayfield over Darnold whatever but I mean, Dicey, I mean, there's going to be – that's a huge storyline going into this, right, is that we now know Deshaun Watson's not playing for 11 games, which I have my opinion on that. I think that was far too short of a punishment, but it's my opinion. Um, and I just want to see – because it's it, – correct me if I'm wrong. It's in Carolina, right? Do we know? I'll have to look at that. I haven't – Because I, I thought believe, it was. I just wasn't 100% gonna check. sure. Yeah, okay. keep, keep talking. CJ will check. Because because that's going to be the X factor, I think. Because if it's in Cleveland, forget about it. He's going to get booed. I think the Browns will win the game. It but is if it's in, in Carolina, Carol- by the way. It's in Carolina. So then that yep. cancels out kind of what I was going to say. Where I think when you talk about Dicey, I don't think, you know, there's going to be that extracurricular activity, the stupid roughing the passers and the sideline brawls. I don't think we're going to see anything like that. But – at the same time, I feel like that this offseason is going to live a little rent-free in Baker's head. And that may affect his, affect his performance a little bit. 
I think the Browns are going to win the game. And I think part of it is because Baker's psyche might be a little bit off, seeing it how it's his first game in, in you know, the black, white, and blue of Carolina. And he's playing against the team that he basically said, oh, screw you. You know what I mean? Where I think yeah. it's going to be not so much dicey physical, but it's the, the mental. Like, Cleveland won the game mentally. As much as the, the amount of controversy that's already been surrounding Watson. And I know Jacobers Brissett's the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Well, Brissett's not a bad quarterback, number one. Number two, this is all in Baker's head. I mean, it's the bottom line. Yeah, it, it, he's, it is certainly in Baker's head and the way he's been talking about it, especially this offseason. He wanted to get traded. He wanted out of that off, uh, uh, off that team for a long time. But uh, CJ, what do you think? Now, some people are, are, you know, are, how do I put this? They're like, oh my God, the Panthers did this because they know it's going to be, you know, they're going to be facing the Browns week one, to which I say, was there really any doubt? There is no way in hell they were going to start Sam Darnold over Baker Mayfield. This is a fact. But I, I do think that the Browns-Panthers matchup totally had something to do with it, and I'm with that. I am. But I don't think that's the reason. We all know Baker Mayfield's better. And uh, Brady, you're a guest, but I respectfully disagree. I think it works the other way. I think Baker's now got the chip on his shoulder. He's fired up. He's going to want to come out and put his old team in his place. Can he do that? I don't know. But I think the intensity's there, and he's going to be out for blood week one. Yeah, looking at it, I think he's certainly going to be out for week out for blood for week one, as CJ so eloquently put it. But like whether or not he will get blood is a completely different conversation. He might, he has a good chance at it because he has a good team around him now. But like we what we know for sure is we know how Baker is. He loves making gestures, he loves, you know, being all cocky and everything. He he's got confidence, he has swagger. He's going to want to show that towards the Browns and you can, you can, I can guarantee you there will be something that he does some sort of, of touchdown celebration. Maybe he'll point to the front office. Maybe he'll point somewhere upstairs, something he'll do something. He'll point to the sideline. He'll po- point to the coach. He's going to do something. He will, because he he's pissed off at the team. He's pissed off at them for, you know, he showed his loyalty to the team, which I, I will, sh- I will say he, he did do that. And they, they, they gave up on him for a quarterback who's clearly unreliable and who is now suspended 11 games. That is a recipe for Baker Mayfield coming out and doing something. He's going to find something to do, and it's going to go viral. And it's going to be funny. I mean, again, I don't disagree. But I don't know. I just feel like something is going to happen where, you know what? If Baker really moved on from the Cleveland Browns. He wouldn't. And and we know if, let's say, he runs it in for a touchdown, right? We know, like you just said, some gesture will be made. Point office, I don't know. But But I really think if he moved on from them, it should be another touchdown. Oh, yeah. Where yes, he's he he's no mm-hmm. we know there's the, the, it's going to be there, but at the same time, I just as much as you know what, I don't think the Panthers are going to win, 
And as much as we're, you know, that chip may be on that shoulder. That's very true. It's going to be there. I just think, you know what? His attention is still going to be, oh, it's, it's the Browns. Mm-mm. I don't think 100% of his focus is on the game. I don't. So As do much think, as it needs to be. So do you think he could still – so we, we all we can all – all three of us agree he's not moved on from the Browns. He's, he's still – it's like the ex, you know, the ex-girlfriend. You can't stop thinking about them. You're pissed off. But, like, at the same time, like, you can be mo- not moved on but still win the game. You can still use that and, you know, perform, perform well. It, like, he might be – like, they might the, – the team might still be um, in his head, but they're still going – like, you can still play well with that. And Baker, he loves to sh- he loves to show he likes to show off a lot. He loves to you know he he does not keep things in his head. He he loves to express himself. And whether or not, like I said, whether or not they win the game is another is a completely different completely different argument. But he's still going to do something. Oh, and yeah. I don't I wouldn't rule out him being able to do something and performing well. I I just wouldn't rule that out. I don't. As long as it's yeah. 2020 Baker that shows up. I mean, if it's last year's Baker, for, I mean, forget about it. But if it's the Baker, if, but if it's truly 2020 Baker, the Baker that beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh in the playoffs, my confidence is behind Baker. Yeah, it's, we'll see. We'll see. That's, that's all I'm saying. We'll see. I just know, I'm just stating what I know is going to happen. We we all know that that Baker's going to do something. Yeah, and it's, it'll probably be funny. He'll pro it'll and the fact that the Browns took such a massive L, they moved on from their fir- their number one overall pick quarterback, traded for Deshaun Watson, who was a highly touted quarter- quarterback, big uh, big time. You know he had a lot of a lot of hype around him, big time market. They won, and now they're going to be without him for eleven games. It's just such a Browns thing. It's it's hilarious. But we do have to move on. Uh, so Tom Brady has officially returned to the Buccaneers, but things still aren't all perfect there. Very banged up team. We're going to talk to that. Talk about that next. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros, special guest Brady Kudo. Did I get it right? Got it. There, there we go. go. I knew you could second, do it. <laughs> second time second time is the charm. Second there time is the charm. But uh, so Tom Brady has finally returned from his, what was it, about a week-long absence. But they their offensive line is now kind of banged up. So Ryan Jensen was already gone with a torn ACL. Uh, who and 
Aaron Stinney, who was projected to fight out for that left guard position that's still kind of been open, torn ACL and MCL, he's done for the year. And on top of that, on a lesser extent, Tristan Wirfs, day-to-day, strained oblique. Now, the significance to that is that Tristan Wirfs was not able to play the last game of the season for uh, for injuries. And you could make a case that that was the reason they they lost in the divisional round, They that Tom Brady didn't have enough enough protection. Now we're going into this season and two of their possible starters are already done for the season. And there's Wirfs who's already banged up. So guys, for Tom Brady's age 45 season, how concerned should we be about him putting up the best possible performance he can? We'll start with you, Brady. All right. Well, first of all, let me just say I'm totally buying the Mass Singer rumors. That's why he was gone. I'm, I'm buying them a lot, and I think it's it's too coincidental. Number two, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady, the greatest ever. Yeah, it's a concern. Don't get me wrong. It is. But you know what? When they have as balanced of an offense as they do, right, with Leonard Fournette, I know Brett Shaws was talking about that Rashad White. I think it was Brett was talking about Rashad White, the rookie coming in. And you have weapons. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, all three, you know, when fully healthy, top, I dare say, 20 wide or top 25 wide receivers in this league. So as much, and and, and Cameron Bray, O.J. Howard as well, two solid tight ends, where, you know what, the the absence – of Jensen and Sinny and possibly worse. It's going to be felt, but at the same time, I mean, it's Tom Brady. I think he's the greatest ever. He'll make it work. So not really that concerned. I'm not. Yeah. Tom Brady. I mean, I'll, I'll second you on that, but I'll, I'll get to my, my take on, on this in a second, but CJ, uh, what do you think? Now, Adam Brady. I am aware that it is Tom Brady, and I have heard tell of his accomplishments. Alas, the, like, unless you live under a rock. Yeah, which <laughs> some do. That's not. <laughs> yeah. But, but seriously, yeah. seriously, two thirds of your interior offensive line is gone. Ryan Jensen is a top 10 center. Aaron Stinney. You know, he's solid, but still, you'd rather have him than some practice squad scrub. And a lot of people don't realize how important the position of the center is. You know, with, you know, excuse me, a reliable communication system with the quarterback, good chemistry. They have to basically be on each other's brainwaves. And when you really think about it, that's going to be missing. And we've seen it before, Adam, when a our old or our center David Andrews was hurt, and there was like a lot of miscommunication between Brady and Karras that one season. Oh, I don't like it. But and he's 45. I am aware, like I said, that it's Tom Brady, but he's 45. He can't take the hits like he used to. And if there's one thing you do not want your elite yet old quarterback to do, it's take unnecessary hits. I would say proceed with caution. Maybe like change the playbook a little so we can get the ball out just a little faster because you do not want to risk anything. And I get injuries happen, but this is I, I am a little bit worried. I'm not gonna say, oh, they're gonna miss the playoffs, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. 
All right. So the way I've always looked at it with the Buccaneers, with Tom Brady, and even the Patriots, is the formula to their success is to protect Tom Brady. And as long as he's on his own two feet, he's going to pick you apart. But if he's always pressured, throwing off his back foot and getting sacked from behind, getting 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 destroyed by blindside hits, then it becomes much more difficult for them to win games. And take it for from a, Tom, a Patriots fan who has watched him for 20 years and somebody who's still been paying attention to him in his Buccaneer days, it's been the same, it's been the same thing. And when it, like, for example, we look at this past divisional round, they lost Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen was banged up. So Tom Brady was throwing off his back foot for half the game. They still almost won, but I mean, if, if that offensive line was intact for that game, they win. So it's really night and day the way it works. I know he's Tom Brady, but his mobility is limited. It's been limited his entire career. So like there's only so much he can do when he's on his ass half the time. So this is very concerning for me. I really hope they do something to address their offensive line, make a trade, you know, sign someone in free agency, do something because I'm, I don't love what's going on at that offensive line. They probably should have addressed the guard position a little more seriously during the draft because that was still a hole that, uh, that needs to be filled. And now Aaron Stinney, this guy who is actually making some noise during camp, he's out. Who are they going to replace him with? So it's not looking good for, it's not looking good at all for that offensive line. And, I hope Tom Brady has a good age 45 season. I do. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a long time to see him do this. And if he, if he's to get hurt or if he's not able to get the ball out as, as in as much in as little time as he's, as he's, as he's able to, then it's going to be a tough season for him. It's going to be tough, a tough season for that Buccaneers team. And you got to question whether or not they're even a Super Bowl favorite. If the offensive line is going to be this way. No, I don't think they'd be a Super Bowl favorite, but I mean, I think they would still win the division. I mean, overall, the division is not very good, but I think one person, I'm just looking here, one person they could target is, um, oh my God, I'm going to I'm gonna butcher his name, pronounce, the name pronunciation, Kaleche Osemele, something like that. I know he was on the Chiefs, he was on the Jets for a stretch, a reliable veteran that they could could possibly bring in just to fill in that void at the left guard, maybe. Um, there's just one name that came to mind. I don't believe he's on a team right now. Um, but at the same time, they brought Shaq Mason in at the, on the right side, which is good. So, I mean, at least a piece that he knows and a guy in Shaq that um, – or a guy in – yeah, a guy in Shaq Mason that Tom's familiar with is there. But, no, I, I, I mean, I agree with the fact that they're not a Super Bowl contender. If, you know, the majority of this offensive line isn't 100% healthy or 90 to 95% healthy, but I think they're still the favorites to win the division, just considering the competition around them. Like, if you put them in the AFC East, forget about it. All right, you put them in the NFC West, forget about it. Like, they're not winning the division. But the NFC South, Saints are, aren't they going to be all right? Panthers may make a run. Falcons, God bless them. I mean... I still think they win the division. Godspeed to them. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like, so you don't, so you don't see the Saints as a threat to you. That's, I mean, that's a team I, that you just I'm not a um, 
a huge one. I think they they could make some noise like they did last year, maybe slide into that final wild card spot. But a threat to win the division, not yet, not yet. If if Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas from four or five years ago, sure, sure. But they really need Michael Thomas to be a hundred percent in it, hundred percent healthy, whatever the case may be. And I think he already he's already hurt with like an oblique obl- yeah, an oblique see, no, it, uh, or hamstring. Like yeah, he pulled. Yeah, his like hammy. he like a minor hamstring thing. So they need it's him. already. Yeah, it's already yep. not looking great for them. But yeah. either oh, way, and, uh, Adam, I I do. What's up? I just want to bring this one thing up, right? So I was talking about the importance of the interior offensive line, and I have here Tampa's schedule. They are going to face some scary defensive tackles. You know, there's uh, guys like Cameron Jordan. He plays on the edge, but he's deadly when he plays inside. There's guys like uh, Kenny Clark on the Green Bay Packers. Chris Jones of the Chiefs. Heck, the Falcons have a really good DT in Grady Jarrett. They have to play him twice a year. The Panthers have Derek Brown. They have to play them. They have to play them. I'm just talking about good DTs because, you know, know. they deal with the interior. You also have Cameron Hayward, Brandon Williams, and... Who could forget Aaron Donald and other guys like Eric Armstead too? So, yeah, they're facing some pretty scary defensive tackles this year. And I'm not talking about the team itself, but if you're facing an elite defensive tackle, when the interior of your line is hurt, that is a recipe for failure. Well, I won't say failure, but it's concerning. Yeah, I I mean, as you said it, you really said it. I mean, and – like the tackle position is obviously one that is more valuable, but that's only because it's rare to find really good tackles. But like on the interior is equally as important because at least on, at least if you're, if you're beaten on the edges, the quarterback can step up. If you're beaten on the inside, the quarterback's going to be forced to throw off his back foot, which makes for some scary throws down the middle that could wind up as picks. So it's they it all it it's all every position has some sort of importance, but uh, we do need to move on and we're going to go to Brady's guest segment where he's going to do a very early preview on the college football playoffs. So that's next. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. Adam Wright with CJ Madero, special guest Brady Kudo. And we've reached the guest segment of this show where Brady is going to do a very early preview of the college football playoffs. So, Brady, what do you got? All right. So, obviously, we all know how big the college football playoff is four teams. Get in. They really need to expand it. I've said that for years. 
But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put in for the my, my prediction for the college football playoff. I think we got maybe three locks and then one team. Maybe like, uh, yeah, a little much. But I think at the same time, listen, my explanation is going to make sense. First and foremost, I think we got to – we ought to – I'm sorry, Brady. You're breaking up a little bit. Could you repeat that? Sorry. Can can you hear me? I got that they oh boy, in a way he... got stronger. See, Bryce CJ, Young you comes can... back a yeah, year yeah, older. Are you, are you getting uh, these too? Yeah, it's happening with me too. All right. Uh what would happened? you be able to start over on some of your predictions? We uh you were I'll start you were, over. Sure. You were breaking up. Oh, I apologize. No worries. Um, my two locks for the playoff, right? And I have another, and I have a, one more likely than not we'll get it, and another like, eh, maybe. So one of my locks is the Alabama Crimson Tide um, for several reasons. One, yeah, I know they just lost the national championship game to arguably the greatest defense ever in college football history. But Bryce Young's a year. Uh, Jermaine geez. Burton from Georgia. They're top This is this is is it his internet connection? I don't know. Brady, uh, can you hear us? Because he, he keeps on every time I hear him back cut back in, then he's still talking. So I don't know if he hears us still. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, this isn't this isn't good. Brady, can you hear me? <laughs> would you would you be able to uh, exit and then come back in? Jeez, this is not good. Here, maybe I'll kick him out real quick. And would you be able to DM DM him on on uh, Instagram real quick and yeah, tell yeah. him like just exit and then come back in? Mm-hmm. Jeez, this is not good for our time. No, no, no. Especially since uh, you guys. You guys are going to get 32 fan box responses that we're going to. So we asked you guys to predict your favorite team's record, and we got some fun ones. So that one's going to be a good one. And uh, we'll do that as soon as we're over with this uh, college football segment that Brady's doing. As soon as he can get back in, we apologize for we apologize for the technical difficulties, but sometimes – oh, here he is. Sometimes – uh, the internet isn't so great, and we'll cut in and out. Sometimes it happens with me. Can you hear me now? All right. All right yeah. Can you we, hear me now? Is that, yes. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. Um, what's the last thing you heard me say? Alabama um, just, lost to the yeah, so defense Yeah, so go over center. your locks and go over a couple of your, your previews. Just, All right. I need um, to – I need. Yeah, just, just hit the ground running. <laughs> All right, Alabama's getting in because yep. they got stronger and they got weaker at the same time. But I, I'm going to I'm going to give them the edge. They bring Jermaine Burton, Georgia's top wide receiver. They bring back Will Anderson, the leader of that amazing defense. I think they get in. Ohio State is my second one. C.J. Stroud is, an, is a year under his belt. They didn't lose anyone ginormous. Um, and I think you know Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, well, I mean they lost Wilson and Olave, but at the same time. Smith and Jigba was a really good wide receiver three. Um, I mean, you know, freshman, they get about 10 touchdowns last year, something like that. Um, they're young. They're hungry. 
I think they get in as the two. So I'm going to go Bama one, yep. Ohio State two. My third is Georgia. And I know Georgia's losing their top two wide receivers. George Pickens, Jermaine Burton. I understand that. But as long as the majority of that defense is still there, Stetson Bennett's the quarterback, they're going to be fine. I mean, I know he's not great, but you know what? Stetson Bennett, the mailman, he gets the job done. And that's what Georgia needs. They need people to get the job done. It's the defense for them. That's what's going to be key. And the fourth one is USC. And I say USC for several reasons, one of them being Lincoln Riley. The air raid is coming to Pasadena. Now, I know the stigma around the Pac-12 and the college football playoff. Pac-12, that's not as good, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Shut up. Caleb Williams comes in from Oklahoma. He took the job from Spencer Rattler. I know, granted, Spencer Rattler's not good. I've said that. I I would always say that. They're like, I honestly, I, I honestly got it. I remember when they were like, Spencer Rattler will win the Heisman. I'm like, y'all are out of your mind. Caleb Williams stole the job from Spencer Rattler. Not, well, I shouldn't say stole. Earned the job over Spencer Rattler. And he goes to South Carolina. He'll be mediocre, in my opinion. They bring in Jordan Addison, the Bilton Cough winner at Pitt. Now, granted, I don't think he should have left because they brought in Keaton Slovis, oh, the USC quarterback from last year, but nonetheless. You bring in um, uh, the, the defense that wasn't bad. I think the, the USC really could have been something if Clay Helton wasn't the coach. I think that was their biggest weakness is Helton's playmaking and, de- and decision-making. Lincoln comes in, and, I'm not, and, and maybe they don't make it this year. That's fine. They're going to get into the next four years. Because Lincoln is a top-notch recruiter. All this talent, Matterday High School, just that's one of the elite high schools in Southern California. I think all he's going to do is just plug in talent. So you know what? I'm putting my money on USC in a, I don't want to say weaker Pac-12, because like if they lose like one game a year, it's going to be to like Oregon. But other than that, they're better than UCLA. They're better than Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State. They're better than Colorado. I just, I mean, in other talent, Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost a lot. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be very good. I think their ceiling is probably 10-2. and two. Um, Texas A&M. The, the, the committee's not going to put three teams from the SEC in. And you know what? A&M's the third best team in the SEC, second to Bama and Georgia. Utah. I mean, you know what? I think Utah, they're all right. They lost a lot. And I don't know how, I don't know how much, how much better they're going to get. And then there's the ACC, Clemson. Oh, my God. What's his face? I don't know how to say his name. I just know he's awful. All right. Um, so, you know what? I don't – maybe maybe Pitt. Maybe Pitt can get in. But Slovis has to have the best season of his career. And I think Addison hasn't been great. Though That move hasn't been great. So, I'll go, I'll go quickly. Bama won. Ohio State two, Georgia three, and I really, really think USC can get the job done, go eleven and one, and get that four spot. Well, there you have it. <laughs> so Brady has those four teams going into the college football playoffs. Do you have a do you have a do you have a champ? Who's your winner? Are we having the issues again? No, no, no. I was just thinking. I think. All right, I th- I think, I think it will be Bama. I really do. Um, I'm I want to see. An, 
another Bama Ohio State final. Um, but you know what? I'm I'm high on USC, and I hope they don't disappoint me. I'm not a USC fan. I just really like what's going on over there. So you know what? I would I I would not mind a a Bama maybe USC can sign up to a three. I don't know, but I really think Bama. I'll just say Bama Ohio State to be safe. I think Bama will get the job done again, and then Bryce Young will go be the number one pick in the draft. All right, there you go. Um, so. Like I, I think like ba- my basic take here on college football is that I'm glad they're finding ways to like that other teams are finding ways to recruit uh, good talent because in the past it's always been Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Those are all getting the the high up there recruits because they're mm-hmm. they're Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. And now that might make for a more even playing field going into this season. And we could see new teams going in there. We know we, there was that controversy where Nick Saban called out Texas's head coach for his his recruiting, uh, their recruiting, their recruiting ways where they were they were doing the what was it now the NILs NIL exactly yeah. now it's legal. Hey, you got that from mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly where I got it from. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to the. Fumble Rooski fan box, where we are going to talk about everyone's prediction on their favorite teams. I kind of wanted to see if people would be be honest or something. You know, I want. I kind of. I was. I'm curious. What What do people predict their favorite teams to to finish? So we're gonna get to that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, special guest Brady Quoto. So we've reached close to the end of our show, and that means we are on to the Fumble Rooski fan box. So we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week. And again, it's not really a question. It's more like a request. It's an order. A command. It's, it's a command. <laughs> Predict your favorite team's regular season record. All right. So I figured this would be good. Uh, so we'll lead off with Ian Mulhern, who said Panthers 7-10. and 10. I'd say that's pretty. See, yeah, I can fair. see that. Not I can see it. Good for him. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he, 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 know, he knows. He, he knows what's going on down there. Uh, Cash Withers, who's a Cowboys fan, said 11 and 6 Cowboys. That's a tough one because Perhaps. like they won't finish 12 they won't finish 12 and 5 like they did last year, but uh they could be still good. They're there's they're the the best thing that could happen to them is they stay the same because mm. they lost some pieces and they kind of replaced them. They it's 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 weird there. But um 
Patrick Kozak said Dolphins 12 and 6. Mm-mm. I think he means 12 and 5. Yeah. But, he, but I, so that was, mm. I think, 12 and 5 or 11 and 6. But they could wind up around there. I could see it. Depends Perfect. on how Tua yeah. plays. But it's hard, it's hard to but play same. poorly with that mm-hmm. team around him. Like yeah. it really is. Yep. Yeah. They have no reason to fail. I've said that like a million times. Oh, they I think have more like ten and six. And his name is more... Tua Tungavailoa. <laughs> I think more like I think more like ten and seven territory. Yeah. Is more fair. I mean, when you're in division with Buffalo, like I don't know. Like, that should be like ten. Buffalo and seven will be, be the twelve and five. Mm-hmm. Buffalo will yeah. be like the twelve. It's, I, uh, and Buffalo, Miami, New England, the Jets. I think is honestly how the AFCs will go. Probably. 10 and 7 should be your floor. And if you honestly, if you finish there and you're the Miami Dolphins, as talented as you are, that's a disappointment. That team has talent everywhere, and you have a good young quarterback. You drafted number four overall. Um, but Diego Huertas said Broncos 11 and 6. This is pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. I see nothing wrong with it. I could see it. 11 and 6, 12 and 5. I think that's an area where they could finish. They they have talent everywhere. Just that's a team that's all really been thrown together. New quarterback, new new offensive system. So I could see them having a tough start, but they'll probably pick it up. Uh, Grayson Mortimer. So I guess he's he. So the way he looks at Patriots te- like teams is like almost like his na- like as if it's like a nationality. Like so like uh, he goes like I'm part Pats fan. I'm part Bills fan. So I get like, and he does, I guess he, he has a respect for it because his dad was a Bills fan and it, it makes sense. It's just t- that I, I can see that being tough because they're division rivals, but he said, Pat's 10 and seven bills, 15 and two. That's reasonable. Whoa. I would say. Yeah. I mean, for the Pats. Yeah. But 15 to I mean, the bills. I can yeah, see for it. the Bills. I mean, I could see it, but it's a little high. I mean, maybe 14, three, 14, think, four, maybe, but like, I don't I'm know thinking, because there's always like, like yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. for a team like the Bills, there's always those like maybe one, two, three games that you lose, but that you have like no business losing. But you know, yeah. those upsets are darn near impossible to predict. So you see, know. I think it's more of a long shot that the Pats finish ten and seven than it is for the Bills to go fifteen and two, to be honest. Like that because no that idea Bills what New England's gonna do at this point. It's like they're like the nine. wild card. Because that Bills team is actually really good. They should be able to win a lot of games. And they had some trouble last year. But things are looking good for them. And they kind of hit their stride late in last season. So I could see it. I I could really see it. But uh, Robert Canedo said 11-6 and Patriots. Mm, as a Pats no. fan, I think that's a bit of a reach. That's, that's a reach. That's I would like, say 9-8, and 10-7 and is like her ceiling perhaps. That's like, that's like everything goes right for the Patriots and everything goes wrong for all the teams – in the uh, in uh, all the other teams in the division, mm. and that I pro- even then I would probably still see the Bills winning that division. So, yeah. like, yeah, just and thanks for the response. But I just I don't I I love the Patriots. Mm. I love my Pats. I'm gonna watch them even if they suck. If they go zero and seventeen, I'll still watch them. But yep, they're not going eleven and six. Uh, Connor Fallon, six and ten Bears. I'll say uh. that's fair. Yeah, a little high, but yeah, I I can get down with it. Because they still have talent. Their defense Mm -hmm. is depleted, but their offense still has pieces. Justin Fields, I still think, has talent. He's in a poor situation. They have a nice running back. 
that offensive line is going to get that offensive line is going to get fields killed. That's kind of my basic yep. take. Uh, Jack Breel, and he kind of also has two favorite teams. So Bears four and twelve, again fair. Uh, Cowboys eleven and he said eleven and five. So uh, we, we I understand the struggle with the new uh, extended season because even I catch myself saying like, oh they're going to yeah. go twelve and four, they're going to go thirteen and three, and now we add the extra game, it just feels weird. Um, yeah. So Bears four and twelve makes sense. Cowboys, well four and thirteen, five and you know, both mm. of these were like records roughly make sense besides the fact that it's not a 16 game season anymore <laughs> Even, yeah. um but it's don't don't worry about it jack uh, we we all make the same mistakes it's it's kind of fresh this new season i i don't know how i feel about it it's more football but like uh saying 13 and 4 instead of 13 and 3 i don't know they never should have added that extra game changed my mind yeah uh tyson tate said vikings 12 and 5 that's a bit of a stretch, but if can everything goes right for them, fan? I can see it. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an avid uh, Vikings fan. Yeah, and no, and no, I respect the Vikings. I, I really do. But twelve and five with that defense. I'm thinking more like coach. ten and seven. Ten Perhaps. and seven. So I, I could see eleven and six for them. Yeah, I could too. Okay. Because that team is, that team good. is, it's going to be more a better run offensive scheme with, with That's the talent good. they have. Yeah, and I think their defense sure. has improved. Mm-hmm. So sure. I think they're going to be they're going to have a big turnaround this year. Um Nick Norman said Steelers beat the odds and go 10 and 7. That is bold. And I yeah. got to say no. That would mean that either Mitch Trubisky and or Kenny Pickett actually do well. And Trubisky has had some serviceable years, not years to pick up in uh uh a, a uh Less than satisfactory offensive line, and be able to work with George Pickens as their, their top wide receiver. Not very talented guy, but top. he might have some discipline issues. Uh, and at least, at least we can talk, say all we want about how we hate Ben Roethlisberger. At least he was able to work with those characters that they had going. Yeah, at least he true. was able to work with them to an extent. And there were some mm-hmm. characters he had to work with. Oh yeah. Um, uh. Eli Turner said Broncos 11 and six and bears and in parentheses, second favorite. So bears are his second favorite team, six and 11. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. For both both are, both are yeah. reasonable. That's I can see it. Uh, Isaac Zon- Zonana. Let me know if I have the pronunciation, right? 11 to 12 wins for the Finns. Yep. They that's ten, that should be uh, yeah, the expectation yeah, for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but I would say re- 10 wins yeah. is like your floor. If you go under 10 wins, delete the franchise and Madden. No, I'm kidding. Start over. <laughs> yeah, if it like at that point, but even 10 wins is a disappointment. I, yeah. I would say even 11. You it, mm, with the talent 11, you have. Uh, I feel like if, 12 is like their ceiling, but with the know. talent they have, if you if you have Tua Tunga Vailoa who is who is drafted fourth overall, this highly touted prospect, and you go anything less than 11 wins with the this stacked roster, that's on that's on that's on Tua. That's a big problem. Give Tom Brady this roster and I'm questioning whether or not they lose a game. But now we have Tua and we're thinking it's a good thing that they're winning 11 games. I'm sorry, but if you're if you're a high draft pick, you better you better perform. You just, you need to perform. That's that's the way I look at it. 
Um, but Jay Z ate hockey. He just doesn't have a he doesn't have a name um, that is that is stated in his Instagram. Bucks eleven and six. That's feel, uh, with their offensive line. That's yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. It, I don't know. I feel like maybe he's underselling him a little bit, but with the O line, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunately true. If their line was more healthy, then I would say they uh, thirteen and four re, to repeat thirteen, 13 and, four. and four. Yeah, but now it's they're 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 having some trouble there. Uh, Luke Banning said Packers fan twelve and five. So that's a bit of a stretch. That's a, that's a stretch. I mean, I mean, I know Rogers is good, but like not uh, that, that receiver core. I believe I once referred to them as paper plates because they are. <laughs> they. He like, said they were getting better. Yeah, because he had to say that after the media tore him a new one he, for calling he him out. Say anything. He didn't have to yeah, say he, anything. Yeah, like it's they don't have like they'll be they'll be they'll be competitive, but it won't be because of their passing game. It'll be because yeah. they have two solid backs and they have a defense that's still improving that has gotten I will say the front office has done an incredible job on that defense. That secondary is is arguably the best in the league, and their front yeah. seven is starting to get to that level as well. So I love I I really love what they've done on the defense. Their running game is good. Their passing game's lacking a little bit. Yeah, and I know no, Rodgers will help out a little bit, but if they're going to succeed, it's going to be the run game. I mean, we all know Aaron Jones. You know, you got AJ Dillon. Who you know he he don't skip leg day, all right? He's he's a beast. He was great Quad at Boston God. College. Quad God. I remember watching him at Boston College. I was like, you know what? I really hope he becomes something. And you know, but he's got a home in in Green Bay. I really think he's the most underrated running back in the league. That's how much I know he can yeah. do well. He might and take you know over. What? He might he might take over that backfield. I think he's deserving of it. I mean, he really really is. I mean, he's not as yeah. well much of a pass catcher as Aaron Jones is, but you know what? When you can run for six yards a carry, who cares if you can catch passes or not? As I mean, as much as they may need it. But I mean, you know what? I'm sorry. I mean, I think they're gonna. Rodgers will make something out of nothing, and I think you know what? They're, I mean, you're gonna struggle. I mean, I know Alan Lazard should not be wide receiver one. I understand. Even Rodgers has his limits, man. Yeah, I don't know. I still think they're better than the Vikings. I Ew. disagree. Defensively, that's gonna that's gonna be a tough one. Defensively, defensively, they're better, and uh, the rushing game is, I would say, about even. But sure, uh, the the passing game is really going to kill them. I just, it's, it. I just think it's that bad for them. I know Rodgers will make it satisfactory. He'll make it okay, but yeah, uh, we do need to c- continue moving along with these. Zachary Stilson, so he picked two two teams as well. He said Ravens twelve and five, Broncos eleven and six. So eleven, it seems like everyone has the Broncos eleven and six, which is that I that's fair. That's a good that's a good prediction. The, Ravens twelve and five is going to be tough. Yeah, Justin I Tucker see, is somewhere smiling right now. He's yeah, he, he loves it. <laughs> I see eleven and six at best. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, Patrick Williver said Cowboys ten and seven. That's I like that. I think that I think that team is that's fair. They're about two games worse than they were last year. I'll I'll, I'll say that yeah, much. Sure. Two two games worse and maybe a wild card round exit again. Um. All right. So Mal the golf gal, and I I think that I I don't know if she I didn't 
look at her profile to see if she actually has her name put in, but it, it says Mal the golf gal here. Uh, Chiefs 13 and four. Nah, Ooh. sorry. Nope. Uh, that receiver core is a little. No. I've said it before. I'll be glad to say it again. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to finish in last place in that division. Whoa. They're going to finish in last place in that division. It's going to go Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. Listen, you give Pat, you have you you have Patty Mahomes behind an behind a good offensive line, then you're going to make things happen. Because it's Patty, it's, it's Patrick. The, sorry, the sorry, defense Mahomes, still, but. the defense still asks questions. Juju mm. Smith Schuster cannot be your number one wide receiver, and you know what? You're playing in a division where another team just got the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Yeah. I mean, as much as I think that, I mean, the Chargers are going to win the division. No questions asked. I don't. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that I defense. Agree on that one, yeah. I mean. Oh my goodness. Derwin so, James, they just locked up Jackson. They bring in Khalil Mack. Yeah, that's all great. And then it's a dogfight for two and three, I think, between the Raiders and the Broncos. Because I really think these teams are very, very even. All right. I mean, obviously, except the quarterback position. Um, so I'm I'm sorry. So look at so look at the quarterback position and the wide receiver position. Which would you rather have? The best quarterback in the league behind a good offensive line, or like a wide receiver? With a very good quarterback who's behind a kind of suspect offensive line, which would you which would you rather have? I mean, I'm taking the quarterback, but at the same time, I'm not. I don't. When I'm comparing the teams, I'm not focusing in on that. Like, if I'm making like a chart, Chiefs Raiders, I'm obviously I'm giving the the Chiefs the the edge and the and the quarterback in the offensive line department. But I'd give the Raiders the edge in the running back department. I'd give the Raiders the edge in the wide receiver department, and then defense. I mean. Brought in Chandler Jones. They brought in Rocky Asin, Anthony Averett, guys that you know what? They're not the names, but Averett didn't have a bad year with the Ravens. Rocky Asin had a, a good year with the Colts. So you know what? It's not the names. But at the same time, I mean, it's just the Chiefs defense, they always every year they just ask questions and they just raise questions. And you take Tyree Kill away, which was and you take Demarcus Robinson away too. He's now a free agent. So Two of the big three for you know Mahomes' targets. Kelsey's still there, obviously. I don't know. I don't know. As good as Mahomes is, he's yeah. yet to be tested without so he, a yeah, true number sorry. one wide receiver. So he has I, – I see – I look at this. So they lost Tyreek Hill, which, which is probably the biggest blow they had. You have, Ty, you have Travis Kelsey still, sure. who's used mainly as a wide receiver. I mean, he's, he's kind of a wide receiver. Then you have so to replace Tyreek Hill, they kind of brought in two guys, Marquez Valdez Scantling to to replace to some degree the deep the deep ball threat. You brought in Juju Smith Schuster to replace Tyreek Hill's explosiveness underneath, and so those two on the field they don't make up Tyreek Hill, but they're serviceable to at least make the Chiefs competitive. And then on top of that, you still have McCole Hardman, who is good at the jet sweeps. He's also great underneath as well. He hasn't had the biggest role because he's been stuck behind a lot of pieces. But if you give Patrick Mahomes an offensive line and some serviceable pieces, and you still have a great tight end in Travis Kelsey, I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna do something with that. I do. And 
I I know I know their their offense has some questions, but I think I think they can make it work. I do. Um, but we do need to move we do need to move forward uh, because we still have a lot of res- responses left. Landon Weber said Seahawks four and twelve, so it's a seventeen game season. But past that, yeah, I'd say that's reasonable. Yeah. They might win a yeah. few more games than that, maybe six games because they have some pieces on offense, and. I think Drew Locke at his best could be okay. Uh, but that offensive line doesn't look good. Their defense sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they won't have a good record. They're going to finish last. Uh, Danny Hope said Bears 6-10. and 10. Did we have another person who said 6-10 and 10 as well? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. People, yeah, yeah. We're struggling with the, with the 17 game season here. You but tell that, who the Bears fans are in this. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, I mean, you know what? I love Justin Fields, but I'm sorry. I mean, this it's it's the defense. I'm telling you, it I means and the O line I mean, and his weapons and the O line. They're yeah. not going to be as good. I mean, it's not a and I, I mean, I've heard more outrageous things, but I mean, I think honestly, the four and four and thirteen, four and whatever is probably more realistic. Yeah. Uh. All right. So. Jack Hartman said Browns 12 and five, all five of those losses come while Watson is out. I mean, you're right about one thing. They're going to lose a lot of games with Watson out, Yeah. but can they make up for that at 12 and five? So that means they're going to have a winning know. record without, without Baker Mayfield or excuse me, oh, geez. without Watson, uh, without uh, force of habit, without Watson. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. He thinks apparently they're going six and five without Watson, which I don't. That's. Know. I mean, they'd have to bite, scratch, and claw for it. But I would also have to see their. Uh, they'd. They'd have. They would have to. I. I'd have to see their schedule too. Um, but, uh, Jacob, uh, and let me know about the pronunciation. Jacob Grahales. Grajal. There's. There's a J. In I think there. it's Grahales. Yeah, I think it's that Grahales. Let me know in the in the comments. Browns eight and nine. That, see, that's that's more, li- that's more realistic for the Browns, but mm-hmm. I could see them picking it up. I could see them sneaking into a wild card spot. So they'll be yeah. getting, they'll be getting Watson for seven games. So if they remain like kind of treading water, then I could see it happening. But uh, Tiny Tim Adventures, another person without their full name in their Instagram bio, uh, Bills twelve and five. So I believe that's what you had, Brady. Twelve and yeah. five. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That should kind of be the five, expectation there too. Four. Twelve and five. Th- that range. Twelve and five. Thirteen and four. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nosebleed baseball said Vikings eleven and six. I, like works. I said, I think mm-hmm. eleven and six is kind of a spot they could be in. I I think, yeah. and again, I I do have them as the division champions there. Um, and again, and like, I, I don't think the, think the Packers are going to be bad, Brady. I don't think they will. They'll be, they'll be competitive. Yeah. As long as they have Rodgers, they'll be at least okay. And they yeah. have a good defense and two good running backs. But the Vikings I have as the favorite, better overall, better all-around all team. Uh, Bryant, uh, Bryant Johnson said Colts 11-6. and six. So, yeah. I'd say like that's that. a good one. I, I think that's good. They should they should win that division unless the Titans pit, just pick up some sort of steam 
Derrick Henry finds his old form. Uh, this wide receiver they took, Traylon Burks, is able to replace uh, A.J. Brown's production that level. That kid's going to be amazing. I mean, he is going to be – like they could not have picked anyone better in the draft to replace A.J. Brown. I mean, physically, yeah. physically he he's, a, like he's a close. Oh, he is great hands. Great. I remember watching him at Arkansas last year. I'm like, you were like, oh, my God, he's going to do something. And yeah. he's and he's in the perfect situation too to thrive, in my opinion. He's gonna have a breakout. Like you, I mean, I know fantasy was last episode, but you talk about a sleeper at the wide receiver spot. Oh, Traylon Burks, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh hell, definitely hell yeah. All right, Jack Robb said Browns win at least ten games. Mm, uh, I can't guarantee anything. That if they make the playoffs, it'll probably be at ten wins. That's what I'll. That's what I'll say. If they can stay afloat. So you have seven game, you have seven games with Watson, and you have you have eleven without him. So you need to probably win at least, let's say, at least four games. You need to win uh, without Watson. Then you got to fi- then you have to win at least six six of those seven. So yeah, I, I could see it. I could I could see them winning ten games. It's going to be tough for them, but um, all right, Nate Motes. And again, at, let me know about the pronunciation. It's M O A T Z. Uh, he said commies seven <laughs> and nine, and he's talking about the commanders. You know how yeah. we feel about commies on this show. And again, <laughs> and again, uh, again, seven and nine. That's sixteen games. Again, we're we're figuring it out too, because yeah. it's just a force of habit. But I mean, that's pretty fair. They they have yeah. a decent team around them. Their their upside is limited with Carson Wentz. I'm gonna say who's the quarterback on that team? Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's Wentz. Seven and, seven and, and ten. I yeah. I do feel bad about Wentz because he's still serviceable when mm-hmm. he plays. Like he's just not. He just hasn't reached the level that he was in 2017, which has screwed him over. Yeah. Um, but Enrico Hernandez said 49ers 11 and six. That's fair. I'll take that one. Uh, Diego M again, he had the, he had his, the first letter of his last name, but he, uh, his name is Diego. So I'll say that much 12 chargers, 12 and five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that they, that could happen. That's reasonable. Yeah. I have them winning the division. Actually, Brady, did you know that Brett has the chargers w- finishing dead last in that division? He yeah, thinks they're going to fall I, apart. I don't know what he's. I love to. I love to talk. Maybe a little too much baseball. No, I'm kidding. I love Brett. He's great. <laughs> but 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 who did he? Oh, oh, he had the Broncos winning it, right? No, he had Kansas City. Oh, he yeah, did. He and, he's a, and he's a writer for the Broncos. That's shocking. Um, <laughs> I figured honestly he'd have the Broncos winning it. But I mean, I don't understand. I know Herbert. It's the coaching that's the issue. Yeah. I don't see. I don't hate their coach Staley. I don't hate him. Anthony Lynn was god awful. I mean, I mean he was I mean, really Staley either, but uh, Staley, I mean, he's not bad. He's I mean, really he totally bad. bungled a game where it's when you're in. Oh, yeah, that was bad. And then I just I just saw here JC Jackson's out two to four weeks. So you know yeah. what? Last place, no, but I mean it's the best division in football without question. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean Yeah, it it that I that much we can agree on. Uh, looking at it, okay, we went through uh, finding my place. Uh, Chris Hitu said Patriots ten and seven. That's I probably so. the best they can do. 
like That's 10 and seven ceiling. is probably the best they can do. Mm-hmm. And like, they need a lot to go right for them and a lot to go wrong for the rest of the division for them to do any better than that. Um, Chase McGinty said 12 uh, Eagles, 12 and five. I really Perhaps. do like the Eagles this year. I don't hate it. Maybe 11 and six. Yeah, it's a put up or shut here for Hertz. But if Hertz is going to put up on any on any roster, it's this one. They have some good pieces everywhere. So this will this will work out for them. I think they I their coaching is a bit of a question mark, but we'll see how it all goes. Uh Cola DJ said Dolphins 11 and 6. So like yeah, I said, like I could see it happening. Just if you're a Dolphins fan, your expectations should be higher than 11 and 6. You have a top four you have a top four pick quarterback uh, quarterback from the 2020 draft in in uh in Tua Tungavailoa and this guy and you also have a great roster around you and this quarterback is going into what this is week three for him that's usually the put up year for the quarterback when you determine whether or not they're good yeah so you you have a number you have the top four pick you should be expecting much more than 11 wins you should be expecting 12 or 13 Mm -hmm. um all right and here we have steven parker the Bengals thirteen and four. I don't know about Ooh. that. Super Bowl hangover is real, and especially like, for the loser. And like everything on any other, like you look at every other factor with this Bengals team, they improved in the in the spots they needed to improve in. Yep. And they also like they're going like Joe Burrow is going to have time to throw, so you're not going to get your quarterback killed anymore. But. That Super Bowl hangover. And I don't like that it's a thing because it's not analytical by any sense of the word. Because it's it's literally an argument from emotion. Like teams lose the Super Bowl, they can't get over it. And even if you have the ducks, your ducks in a row, you're not the same the next year. And I hate it because it doesn't make sense. But it is a thing. And they might have a good regular season record, but they're gonna have a they're gonna have a tough time. Uh, overcoming the Super Bowl hangover. And it's it's weird because the Super Bowl hangover is only a thing for the loser, and the winner can still – I mean, it's still hard to win back-to-back Super Bowls, but I think I find it – I'll put it this way. I find it harder to win a Super Bowl after losing it than to go back-to-back. If you go I back-to-back, agree. you can ride out the momentum. Maybe you can improve your team. You might lose a few pieces, but – I, I see a better chance in that than uh, than to go back to the Super Bowl and win it after losing it the past year. Um, yeah, but that's all the responses. But do you guys have anything else before we end the show tonight? Uh, nope. No. All right. Well, Brady, thank you very much for joining the show. But uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us be sure to tune into us live tuesdays at and thursdays at 7 30 on twitter and facebook through fans only sports network be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel we also have all our episodes available on spotify spreaker apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, google podcast and so much more also be sure to follow our instagram at fumble underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the nfl otherwise we'll see you next week over and out